Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With 446 franchised shops across the country, Subway is so far refusing to sever ties with Russia. Customers across the world, of course, have not taken the company's decision well. Calls to boycott Subway have been spreading like wildfire on social media, with Twitter users declaring their surprise at finding the company in the list of businesses refusing to quit Russia. Uh, at Yankee Mommy One on Twitter says, "Grew up with Subway as they're from my hometown in Connecticut. Used to eat at the first and only location. I'm surprised as they're a company in one of the most democratic areas, misspelled with an apostrophe s, of the country. Never will I eat there again," she says. <laughs> uh, another, wow. another one at When Lindy says, "I haven't been. To- you know, they didn't sever ties with America when they invaded Iraq either." No, and that's an excellent point, nobody. Uh, no, almost no one severed ties with the United States. Apparently, Democrats really care about this kind of thing if it's white people. Oof. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> There's some truth to that, but... Uh... <laughs> wow. At Wayne that's Lindy harsh. says, I haven't been to a subway forever. Now I'll never go back to one. Which, of course, somebody else pointed out in the comments, like, well, that's not a really effective boycott. If you're saying you are not a regular customer, you have not been mm-hmm. to Subway in forever, and now you're never going to go back, <laughs> well, not a real strong statement. There was somebody in the Russian government who apparently had proposed nationalizing these companies, and mm-hmm. apparently Putin said, no, we're going to respect uh, private ownership in this particular case, which obviously was the, wow. the right decision to that's- make. That's more than uh, than uh, Justin Beaver up in Canada could manage. Mm-hmm. What's his name? <laughs> Trudeau. Trudeau. Yeah, I mean, take me a moment. <laughs> it's it's interesting. People, people, you know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of counters uh, Sarah, who always calls into the show. Mm-hmm. You know what she's saying about how they're secretly communist, and it's like, no, they're not. Um, that's what a socialist state would probably do in this nationalized state mm-hmm. yeah. a circumstance. But they're not. They're not a socialist state. You know, you can call them a mafia state. You can call. Sure. Them, there's all sorts of names you can call them. Yeah. Uh, but a socialist is not. Well, is not. One. I mean, what they are is fascist because there's a uh, um, because of the interrelationship between the business community and and the government. And I would say that America is fascist as well. Sure. Well, it's a mix. You know, yeah. there's socialism, there's fascism. It's in yeah. all the isms. Well, so fascism is a form of socialism. It's just that it's not Marxist. Instead of uh, instead of the Marxist mm-hmm. model, they they uh, they have an unholy alliance of big business, big labor, and big government. Papa John's has also suspended all corporate operations in Russia, including those supporting its independent franchisees. In the cases of both Burger King and Papa John's, the companies each have... They couldn't possibly get pepperoni from Italy. (laughs) Each have one independent franchisee. They said they are unable to shut down. Subway said that it will redirect any profits from operations in Russia to, quote, humanitarian efforts supporting Ukrainians who have been affected by the war, and that it's working to provide meals for Ukrainian refugees in its franchises across Europe. So they're still doing, you know, whatever level of signaling that they uh, they can do. 
But that's also what companies who have already suspended operations in Russia, like Starbucks and Burger King, have committed to do. In his speech to Congress Wednesday, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky asked Americans to stop buying products that are funding Putin's invasion of Russia. In a passionate speech, he called for all American companies to, quote, leave Russia and, quote, leave their market immediately because it's flooded with our blood. I mean, here's one of the things that people are, are failing to understand. It it doesn't impact the people in, within power, right? Like no. this is not going to have any impact on them. They're going to um, print out the, uh, the you know whatever the hell they're using to pay for their war. Right, right. It's it's going to affect it's going to affect your average citizen, but it's not going to affect the people in power. It's not the people of Russia who are invading Ukraine. It's you know Vladimir Putin and his military. That, of course, is under threat of violence. You know, if you don't do what he says, I'm sure you're going to be punished and thrown in a brig or or something like that, like like most militaries uh, around the world. And, of course, you know, whether or not Putin is invading or protecting or whatever, it just depends on which propaganda you want to believe. But regardless of whatever your opinion is, the people of Russia are innocent here, um, like all people everywhere unless they've specifically you know signed up for the military and they want to go and kill some uh, some people in ukraine which the supermajority of russians are not doing that in fact there are a lot of people in russia who are against the war now i did see there was footage today apparently from some sort of rally that putin had kind of doing like a trump rally where they had a, a stadium full of people waving the russian flag and <laughs> and that kind of thing uh, of course, the counter propaganda to that propaganda was that they were uh, the people were interviewing people that were going into this stadium, and what they uh, apparently what they claimed was that a lot of the people going into the stadium are government workers who are told you gotta go. We've been talking about, for instance, how uh, Russia has been cut off by two of the internet backbone providers, at least as of yeah. last count. That was last week. Maybe there's been a third one by now. I don't know. But uh, Cogent, I believe, was was one of them, if I recall correctly. And then Lumen was uh, was another one. Uh, so they've been cut off. The, now, that hasn't completely eliminated their internet access because there was like five or six total. So they've lost two out of... Yeah, it'll uh, slow their... It'll Basically, it'll slow their internet connection down. People in... Russia, the outside world, anyway. But one of the companies on this list of companies that's not backing out of Russia is uh, Cloudflare, and that's an internet uh, company. They do kind of like, would you call it DDoS protection Absolutely. to some extent? Yeah, that's and, their main thing. And, and, and Denial the big, of service The big protection. one is caching, um, which actually is interesting because basically uh if, if they have, they presumably they have servers in Russia, uh, and uh, well, they ha- I mean, they they have to. They, yes, I mean, that's they what they do. In Russia. Um, mm. And yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so all of these websites that like are not accessible uh, or would be slowed down. Mm-hmm. Most of them nowadays are using Cloudflare and similar companies to cache to bring that content closer to the user. So it's actually not going to get slowed down anyway. Mm. If they were to pull out, that would probably have more That'd of an be a impact. Big yeah, um, than uh, even the internet service providers shutting down. Sanctions have been imposed now that are preventing Russian websites from doing something as basic as renewing their existing security uh, certificates, TLS certificates as they're called, which causes browsers to block access to websites that have those expired certificates, or at the very least makes it difficult for the user to actually get through uh, to the website. 
TLS certificates help the web browser confirm that a domain actually belongs to a verified entity and that the exchange of information between the user and the server is encrypted. Now, I think that we probably can have some critiques of the existing server certificate system because it's pretty centralized, isn't it, guys? Uh, yeah, it's it's very centralized. You, um, you know, getting onto the list of uh, of approved certificate authorities is not easy. And, uh, and it differs, too. So they may well be doing Russia a favor because... That way, Russia figures out how to uh, how to uh, generate their own certificates, and then instead of sending twenty bucks a year to some American company for till the end of time, Russians mm-hmm. can buy their certificates from the new Russian certificate authority. But the question is, will the certificate authority be recognized by the big one or the whatever? browsers? Yeah. So the Russian state has envisioned a solution in a domestic certificate authority for independent issuing and renewal of TLS certificates. Quote, it will replace the foreign security certificate if it is revoked or expires. The Ministry of Digital Development, so it's actually the government that's going to be doing this apparently, will provide a free domestic analog. The service is provided to legal entities, site owners upon request within five working days. So, you know, normally when you go to renew a certificate, it's done in, you know, five minutes. It's, uh, this is a government agency, so yeah, it's yeah. Take you a whole if, week. If anybody, uh, wow, um, if anybody wants to understand why we're so opposed to government, yeah, this is something that should happen in a matter of minutes, and they're <laughs> going to take five days to accomplish this. Again, a private corporations, a matter of minutes. Government, right. five <laughs> days. Okay, um, government yeah, is just, not the way to do anything. I, I just run cert bot. And I have my certificate within 30 seconds. Yeah. For new certificate authorities to be trusted by web browsers, however, they first need to be vetted by various companies, which can take a long time. Currently, the only browsers that recognize Russia's new certificate authority as trustworthy are the Russia-based Yandex browser and Atom products. So Russian users are now told to use those instead of Chrome, Firefox, Edge, etc., you had your door bashed in by a bear cat so with a battering ram, nobody. We had our windows smashed in over here, and Aria and some other friends of ours were all raided simultaneously. Uh, yeah. be- it was a window on my side. They, they like, drove the thing through the window with this boom, and mm-hmm. then they raised it up and backed up and, like, yanked the whole window frame out of the house. Yeah crazy stuff it was hanging off their tank when i came out yeah that's like the understatement of the year uh that it was crazy i mean there's there are these um i don't i'm not good with the the wording but they're like think of a tank right Mm -hmm. (laughs) a tank yeah Yeah, a tank basically uh and 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 i don't know um it's an armored personnel carrier and it can have a battering ram um, mounted to the front of it yeah i mean they literally had uh, i think i think that i think in the uh one hearing they said 56 fbi agents um 56 fbi i didn't see that many here but um so that doesn't include the atf and the yeah, usps that didn't include IRS. any of those other people right and okay. there was you gotta be a real coward to have to go after you know a, a couple of middle-aged priests yeah. with you know 50 
heavily armed men and a tank and yeah. two tanks maybe right yeah. in the middle they had a second one but they couldn't bash in my door with it because there were too to, many cars yeah, around i have to say all i was thinking that morning was well it was one of two things obviously and it, the one was what did you say nobody even if you suppress speech to the degree that north korea suppresses speech right mm-hmm. you can still get the message into North a message into North Korea containing 3D printed files because they're already doing it with entertainment content. Um, if well, they, whether or not you can actually get a 3D printer in North Korea is a whole. Other well, that's another hard. story. But at <laughs> but least yes, the you can information, get the right? The speech yeah. part of it. You Somebody can, can shove that in a flash drive yeah. where the sun don't shine and co- across the border into North Korea. Absolutely. And so, and, and this is the problem. And it's it's kind of like drugs in prison, right? Yes. They haven't successfully kept them out of prison. So they how, never how, will. how on earth are you going to stop somebody from, uh, you know, anyway. So yeah, this one, uh, this story is about they crypto. They can make a as lot of money trying though. Cryptocurrency though and sanctions. And it, the story comes from coincenter.org. And the title of the story is New Crypto Sanctions Bill Targets Public publishing code and facilitating transactions. So this bill uh, would place sweeping restrictions on persons who build, operate and use cryptocurrency networks, even if they have no knowledge or intent to help evade sanctions through administration's own uh, or I'm sorry, though the administration's own experts have repeatedly said cryptocurrency evasion is not serious. So uh, the administration being the government's own experts hmm. have have repeatedly said cryptocurrency evasion is not serious. They're starting to change their approach to Venezuela because now they need their oil. Uh, yeah. Biden has been cozying up with uh, old Maduro down there in Venezuela in recent weeks. Yeah, it's it's actually interesting. I get... wonder why they think that it that it produces more carbon dioxide if oil is drilled in the United States than if it's drilled somewhere else. Hmm. I don't think that's how chemistry works. <laughs> Wait, do they actually think that? I don't know, but they seem to think it's better for the environment if we don't drill here and somebody well, else drills somewhere else. I mean, else. I could kind of understand not wanting to pollute your own backyard, but... <laughs> Carbon dioxide, is going; it diffuses... Yeah, I, I mean... The, the local level of carbon dioxide, I don't think, has ever been shown to differ throughout the world. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I'm thinking more like, I don't know, like oil tankers, I don't know, like crashing into things and spilling and things like that, but... Yeah, can, the distribution a, of oil spills can be different. If you got like a tourism business or something like that on the seacoast and there's an oil spill, it could damage business. Well, they still have, they've still had oil spills in the Gulf of Mexico. So it's not yeah, like, yeah. You know, but that that's because they happen. That's also because they, you know, allowed, uh, you know, the, the drilling to happen mm-hmm. out there too. So mm-hmm. refining. Yeah. Refi- or is it, was it, re- I thought Did it was drilling there too. Yeah. They drill in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. It's not just refining, but they, mm-hmm. Texas is uh, mm-hmm. big on refining too, I believe. So anyway, what is this thing so, called? This bill? I don't think using Venezuelan tankers is going to make it less likely. Yeah, no. Oil spills. They got major yeah. issues already in Venezuela without sure. having this the uh, tankers crash into things. We've built up significant expertise both at the FBI and with some of our partners, and there have been some significant seizures. So the funny part about that is that while there have been some significant seizures, uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that they can your average person that they're going to be able to seize your crypto. This is they're they're talking about going after the biggest players and spending huge amounts of resources in order to go after those that they want to make an example out of. Mm-hmm. Your average person is not going to have anything to worry about when it comes to well, as long as they're 
treating their keys securely. I mean, if you, for instance, if you've memorized your key, then you're pretty you're pretty rock solid. If yeah. on the other hand, you've got it written down and it's just or kept on in an a, exchange, <laughs> or, well, if it's on an exchange, it's as good as gone. I mean, that's yeah. easy for them to get a hold of because the exchanges will do whatever they're told to do by the by the government. Right. But as far as keeping your own keys, because as they say, if it's not your uh, if it's not your keys, it's not your coins. And so you need to have your own cryptocurrency keys stored in a safe way as you can get to them, right? Because like each person can only handle so much security. So for for the average person, it's probably acceptable to I mean, keep your. The average person lives paycheck to paycheck, so I don't think that's probably going to be too much of an issue. So I have a ledger. Um, that's a hardware wallet. Just for our listeners that don't know all the yeah. lingo, that you've got a piece of hardware, you can you can uh, stick it in a USB port on your laptop or desktop, and it, it allows you to store uh, your cryptocurrency keys in a much more, I guess, fortified manner, shall we say. Uh, absolutely. Um, my question is, uh, what what kind of on-ramps do you all recommend as far as purchasing uh, Bitcoin that maybe... You know, I know you. I, I typically want to buy from a exchange that's uh, no KYC. You know, know your know your customer. Um, so something not like Coinbase or anything like that. Uh, but I, I'm having trouble finding ways to actually purchase the Bitcoin without using my bank account or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, well, yeah. So, so on the- Ledger, when you try to buy, uh, I'm sorry. On Ledger, when you try to buy it, it takes you to MoonPay, which of course is not in america and then my bank you know tries to freeze the transaction and that kind of stuff so. <laughs> wow time to switch banks well they're all bad i mean that's it's true to, it's hard <laughs> yeah. to find a bank that wants to deal with a cryptocurrency exchange and, this at is all. The, and we've talked about this so many times that they're a monopoly i mean the banking it's yeah. effectively a monopoly because they're so heavily regulated a cartel if you have a, a business you know Add support for accepting cryptocurrency and ask your customers to pay you in crypto. That's a great um, way to get right. crypto for sure. Um, if you can't do that, um, you know, check out a crypto meetup. People are selling and buying crypto in person all the time. Um, at if least they in New Hampshire one near you. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that, I would think that may be the way to go. Yeah, I don't know. Where are you? Are you are you in New Hampshire or Georgia? Somewhere else? Georgia? Oh uh, no, I'm in Georgia. Yeah, I'm, Georgia. I'm I don't know about Georgia. Are Hampshire, you in Atlanta, though. like a city, or just out in the uh, the boonies? So, southern part, uh, southern coast. Okay. Is, is, that, is, that, is that I thought Savannah? it was all Southern. Yeah, yeah, around that way. <laughs> yeah, I, so there might be a group. It might be worth looking into because I do agree with Chris. That's the easiest way to do it as far as it's off the books. There's no you know tracking per se unless, of course, you're dealing with a federal agent or something like yeah. that by chance. Uh, but, but then even, they're actually expending real resources on you. Yeah, but, but even then, it's not – I mean – it's not illegal to buy Bitcoin from somebody, right? As long as they... That's true. Well, yeah. that's what you're going to find out, it. Ian. <laughs> Unless, of course, they tell you they're a heroin dealer, in which case you definitely want to stay away from doing uh, doing any business with them because uh, they're setting Absolutely. you up for a money laundering charge in, in that case. Well, I, you guys mentioned uh, local Bitcoin, and I've looked at that. I'm just curious, uh, you know, what are the chances that some of the Alphabet boys will be on there creating accounts trying to well we know they yeah. are for a fact they're less likely to be the sellers uh the federal government gang is certainly investigating local bitcoins who was the show uh the host yesterday that that um i think he mentioned that he knows the men in new hampshire in his circle there's people that want to go out and fight for the russians in the russian side and the uh, you know, I could 
you know, so I know that you he, he was gonna explain the mercenary part of it that mm-hmm. they're they're finding mercenary. So do you think they have been listening to me on this show about <laughs> no, being Sarah. a communist? <laughs> no, that's exactly it, Sarah. No, I I know yeah, you're I mean, referring I, to you're I referring to uh, Matt. He's our uh, regular Thursday night host. He said that he had heard that some people are going over. I don't know if he specifically meant it was New Hampshire. I think he was just saying that people in general. Uh, are going to join the Ukrainian side, but some may also be going to join the Russian side. And what we learned last night was that some of those who joined the Ukrainian side are saying things are not what they seem. Uh, They're taking people's passports, tearing them Mm -hmm. up. They're forcing them to stay in the country. They're stripping their kits from them. They're stripping their guns, their ammunition from them, and uh, making life very difficult on the people that are are going over. Of course, there's a counter side to that saying that that's all BS and it's not true. Uh, But there really wasn't much comment regarding people joining the Russian side, so I don't know who that would be. So the bill would place sweeping restrictions on persons who build, operate, and use cryptocurrency networks even if they have no knowledge or intent to help anyone evade sanctions. So basically... (laughs) People who use the networks... Um, build. Let, let me repeat. I, I don't know. Yeah, if the repeat word that you, for me. The yeah, word actually, use was yes. In there. Use cryptocurrency Just networks. Go ahead and read it there. one more time. I'm going to read me. it again. The bill would place sweeping restrictions on persons who build. So the developers, the programmers. Yep. Operate. So the mm-hmm. node operators. Yep. Uh, and use cryptocurrency networks. Mm-hmm. Use cryptocurrency networks. How the. Uh, how how that works if i just send crypto from me to you uh, mm-hmm. well not you or nobody but um uh, yeah. so some, some other figured person here um how that would somehow uh assist uh in 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 like evading sanctions i do not know though uh so let's see use cryptocurrency even if they have no knowledge or intent to help anyone evade sanctions so it sounds like basically they're trying to ban cryptocurrency <laughs> uh wow. it calls or the platforms or whatever right you, at a minimum i mean yeah. just because you you pass a law that bans it doesn't necessarily mean people don't use it it just means that you're now a criminal mm-hmm. but everybody's a criminal so it, it doesn't really mean much um it calls for sanctioning technologists and users merely for the act of publishing open source software bitcoin is our single well not just bitcoin but cryptocurrency in general is our single best shot at achieving a truly free society but on top of that um you know it's benefited my life a lot i've you know and and it's actually because of you guys um years ago you guys started talking about bitcoin and you know i was interested so i invested in it and made quite a bit of money wow nice Um, it's always nice to uh to hear that that's the case although i i will quibble with your claim that it's the best chance for a free society it it is a tool that free people can use to, as you say, you know, you've you've increased your wealth dramatically, and obviously, if if freedom loving people have more wealth, then that's going to help us move things forward. But we still have to do more than just buy Bitcoin, right? Like Bitcoin's just a thing that you can use to advance freedom. But if you don't have a movement of freedom lovers, then just being alone in a completely, yeah. you know, Nazified state. With all your Bitcoin isn't going to do jack diddly. Yeah, there's there's potentially other solutions that also can further freedom, um, even if crypto didn't exist. Uh, so I, I think I think the number one thing is moving to New Hampshire uh, for for freedom is is the a concentrating activism yeah, in yeah. one geographic area. Of course, New Hampshire is the best bet. 
I wanted to clarify some of this stuff about um, mercenary work in Ukraine right now. Yeah. So first and foremost, um, unfortunately, I've done uh, what is formally called private military contracting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a few things you have to understand about being a mercenary, if that's the word you want to use. First of all, if you're a mercenary, um, you're committing an international crime. Really? Um, yeah. So the Geneva Convention um, outlaws being a mercenary. Now, they define mercenary as somebody that's privately paid, essentially through what we would call the DOD. So the way that you become a, a private military contractor is you work for a company that's subcontracted through the Department of State. Like Blackwater. Uh, right, that's what was going to be my question. Are those companies not mercenaries? They're just contractors, and therefore they're not mercenaries? So, and here's here's where contracting work gets weird. It has, as the title says, it's contract-based, mm-hmm. right? So you sign up for 30 days, and when you sign up, um, you typically, if you're, Blackwater doesn't exist, well, Blackwater's not the name of it anymore. It's now Z or Academy or something. Right. Um, when you sign the document, you typically sign it in North Carolina, and when you sign it in North Carolina, you know exactly where you're going, and you know exactly what the job is. The stuff in Ukraine is weird because I've reached out to some of my former colleagues to see what's going on, and apparently it's falling into two categories. One, um, there's a lot of work um, in the European theater in that area, um, not in Ukraine, um, Poland, other areas, um, where they're doing regular PMC work. They're signing contracts. They're going for very short periods of time. They're coming back. They're making um, very good money. So the heyday of PMC work was like, oh, four. Private military contractor. That's PMC. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and I was, I was still in middle school, elementary school, but in oh four, you could make three to five thousand dollars a day. Mm. Um, when I got in, it was um, there were still guys pulling in three to five, but like most of us were pulling in about one thousand dollars a day, okay. which is still incredibly good money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're paying for your own gear, so you've got to buy all that. Yep. Um, Typical contractor, right? Like your contractor. contractor, Right. Right. Um, But then there's this really weird group of guys, um, and I don't understand why they would do it, but James Jager um, recently announced that he's doing this. You can fill out a document to the Minister of Defense for Ukraine, and the way it looks to me is you're essentially enlisting. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.